The reason are calling stories. Stories of Jesus calling people into ministry and how they respond to that call. The most well-known is the dramatic story of the conversion of Saul, who would come to be known as Paul. People reference this when they speak of having a Damascus Road experience, a life-changing revelation where the scales fall from their eyes and they see their life or reality or God in a new light. Have you ever had a Damascus Road experience? If not about your faith, then perhaps in some other area of your life. I have heard people describe getting sober or clarity about their sexual orientation as the scales falling from their eyes. I've also heard people say getting a cordless leaf blower is life-changing. <laughs> and a Damascus Road experience is how people will describe becoming aware of racism and sexism and homophobia. Alan Jones, a priest, writer, and the former dean of Grace Cathedral, said that people don't often change spiritually willingly. Some event happens in their life, whether wonderful or tragic, that shifts the landscape of their lives. That was certainly the case with Saul, who went from persecuting Christians, followers of the way, to being the greatest missionary the church has ever known, and whose letters make up much of our New Testament. I must confess that I used to view this Damascus Road conversion story with trepidation. When I first felt a call to ordained ministry, my reaction was fear. I felt like God wanted to take away my life. But Jesus promises that those who lose their life will find it. God calls us to be who we truly are. The story of Saul's conversion is really a story of God converting Saul's fervor in persecuting Christians into fervor for spreading the gospel. Flannery O'Connor said of Paul, I reckon the Lord knew that the only way to make a Christian out of that one was to knock him off his horse. Now, there's actually no mention of a horse in the story, but the artistic tradition of depicting this passage often shows Paul blinded and fallen from a horse. So God did what God had to do to get Saul's attention. But what if you have not had a Damascus Road conversion experience? The problem with this story is that it can be held up as the standard of Christian conversion, that you must have a specific moment or event where Christ changes your life. 
Certainly we can identify with this story, but many, if not most of us, have not had such a dramatic encounter with God. This passage from Acts brings to mind the hymn Amazing Grace. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now am found, was blind, but now I see. It is the most used hymn that I have done. A song of gratitude for God's mercy at life's end. And a reminder that ultimately we are all transformed, whether in this life or in the life to come. John Newton, the author of the hymn, went from a life of rebellion and scoffing at people of faith to becoming an Anglican cleric. But it was a years-long process. It did not happen in a single moment. And we can hear that hymn sometimes as thinking there was a moment of revelation. But it was years. Newton is well known for having gone from being a captain of slave ships to being an abolitionist. But he wrote Amazing Grace before he became an abolitionist, not because he'd become one. This is a reminder that conversion is a lifelong process. My own spiritual journey from rejecting the Episcopal Church and faith of my childhood to becoming a priest is a long and winding road. I spent years running from God's call to ministry. I was once asked to describe my walk with Christ, which is not a typical Episcopalian question. I said, my walk with Christ is like a game of kick the can, and I'm the can. The story of Saul's conversion is so dramatic, it is easy to miss that two people are called to ministry in this story. Ananias is the one who is really given a cross to bear. Imagine Jesus sending you to minister and heal someone who has come to bind Christians and take them to Jerusalem and likely to their deaths. Ananias' initial response is effectively, are you crazy? I think we can relate to that. But Ananias does what he is called to do. In the confession, we repent of the things we have left undone. Ananias could have said no. I think of Ananias when I consider the things I should have done or said, but did not out of fear. Ananias said yes out of love for Christ. In the gospel passage we heard today, Jesus calls Peter and the other disciples back into ministry. The scene places us where Jesus had initially told them, 
from now on you will fish for people. After Jesus' death, they had abandoned their ministry and returned to their old lives. Symbolically, their nets are empty until the risen Christ calls them to cast their nets on the right side of the boat. In other words, return to faith. Return to your calling. It's worth noting that all these disciples, right, are fishermen. Yet in the Gospels, they never catch fish, except when Jesus helps them. And then Jesus, asking Peter if he loves him three times, which echoes Peter denying Jesus three times. And when Jesus asks, do you love me more than these? He means, do you love me more than you love your old life? When Peter says he does, Jesus renews his call to Peter to lead the church and to pastor people. I wonder, which of these three calling stories do you identify with the most? The important thing to remember is that in all three of these calling stories, in fact, in all calling stories, it is God who acts first. It is always God who acts first. Many years ago, I did a funeral for a young man one of his relatives expressed concern that the young man had not accepted Jesus as his personal Lord and Savior before he died. I replied that Jesus had accepted him. That is how Jesus actually works in the Bible. Jesus accepts us first. In all calling stories and in our own lives of faith, our affirmation and acceptance of Christ as our Savior is, of course, critical, but it is always a response to God. I imagine we have all encountered people who withhold their love or approval until we meet some expectation they have. But that is not the God we proclaim. God calls each one of us out of love. And in faith, may each of us respond, Here I am, Lord. <laughs>